<laughs> Alright. Uh, recaps are fun. Anybody want to do a recap? Uh, yeah, okay. So we started the session by being attacked by a uh, light cleric warship. Uh, he dropped paladin robots on us and destroyed our ship. Um, and we were jettisoned into space. And picked up by an elven warship that gave us a cool reception but saved our lives. And dropped us on uh, some ass-backwards, most icely spaceport-type planet. Yes. The <clears throat> hollow moon called Perdition. Yes. And uh, we wanted to track down... Oh, there was a, a guy with a box. I believe it was a box. Or was it a book? It was a book. He was cradling a book. A book. And uh, he got his melon squashed by a paladin robot. But the uh, book made its way to him. Yes. Um... And we decided we were going to go try to find uh, the stolen goods and a ship to get off this planet. And uh, ended up assaulting this warehouse that was guarded by ogres and tuxedos. And killed them. And then there were some um, Modrons with a uh, deck, deck cannon in the middle of the warehouse. And we smashed them up. And, uh, smashed them up, but good. They yeah. basically smashed themselves up. Yeah, that's true. The Maldron manning the deck kind of is not a good shot. Well, there's also darkness at play there. True. Um, and then, uh, sort of fuzzy on the in-between, I think I was getting pretty drunk at that point. <laughs> I think we all were. And, so, uh, I'm happy to fill in the blanks, if sure. you don't remember much after that. Uh, you wound up getting the manifest from the warehouse that right. told you where the casket was being carried. Mm, that's uh, right, it was a casket. You trailed it to the docks where you pretended to be dock workers. Uh, on the back of Bosch's uh, mechanical intellectualness. Mm. Something you haven't seen a lot of any intellectualness on Bosch. Um, but having managed to talk your way past the engineers who really had no reason to give a shit about you anyway, uh, you managed to infiltrate the ship that the casket had been loaded onto, and you assaulted Carl, the man of flames, yeah. who uh, attempted to repel you with his pet displacer beast uh, by basically opening the cage and standing back and then getting his lunch handed to him by you all. Mostly, mostly. Uh, no, for Carl, it was mostly you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everybody else killed the Displacer Beast. <coughs> you murderated Carl, as I recall. <laughs> well, damn it, Carl. And you uh, took the tiny ship away from the port uh, as the casket opened itself and a lich by the name of Octavio Flareon, Lich Flare, emerged to tell you his tale of being a one-time serious undead ass-kicker who went undead to kick more undead ass. And now he's just a bitch in a box. Well, now he's your pilot. Same thing. <laughs> um, and the session will begin with uh, navigating the fact that he doesn't need to stop for air, food, and water. But you all do. Oh, probably. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, let's see. Roll death saves? Roll death saving throws, starting with whoever has the largest lungs. No, I'm not. <laughs> that is not what's happening. Uh, if you want to take the reins on sound, I mostly just wanted to play my little intro song. Okay. I'll jump in if I need to pick a different tune for a specific mood. Holy moly. The music was like, I am fucking ready. Yeah. And death saves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're piloting a spell championship. Everything about this is epic. So. Yes. Uh, well, you begin with uh, realization that you've been now flying for about 16 hours. Uh, this ship is tiny and has enough oxygen for probably four or five passengers for a day's journey, and it's starting to get a little bit fun. <coughs> um, it's starting to smell and get that humid, kind of gross, stagnant odor to it, and you know that's about when it's time to... Josh's butt. Yeah, it's basically Josh's butt, but everywhere. You can't escape it. Oh, God. Yeah. It's an omnipresent butt. And it's time to refresh the air supply. Plus, 
you have no food, and you didn't bring any water, so at this point you're also probably getting headaches from the dehydration and getting the hunger shakes and that sort of thing. So you were on board this vessel with Lich Flare, who is taking the wheel, and uh, seems to have very little regard for anything that matters to you, Lot. He doesn't seem to care very much about any of you. Okay. Um, but he plays nice, and so eventually you nag him enough that he agrees to stop at the next spot that you can find on the star charts all by yourselves uh, to refresh, refuel, and resupply. And I guess we're going to have to make a roll to find out where that's going to be, huh? Well, no, because as you go to check the star charts, uh, Wartown, at the very least, has actually read star charts before. Oh, yes. That was a thing you did when mm-hmm. you were on the vessel. Uh, you might not be very good at it. I'm not. But in terms of the empty space between yourself and the Rock of Brawl, which, again, we established last session, you know where that is, mm-hmm. uh, there's not a lot of places to stop, and you're actually really limited in your various options. But you do see something indicated on here that you do not recall from your previous days of navigation. The Lando system. Which is a station called the Torch. Ooh, okay. What's the Torch all about? Well, all you can see is that the Torch is a place you could conceivably go to get food and air. And it happens to be one of the few places that is more or less on the way. Um, anyway, Wartown's jabbing the star chart with his finger. Ah, the Torch! We'll stop there and get air. It, uh, it takes some hours to get there. <clears throat> so you were all uh, basically huddled together trying to conserve oxygen by not moving around so much. Uh, trying not to eat or drink anything because you don't have any supplies. Uh, and we're going to begin with everybody having one level of exhaustion. Oh. Yay. Fetid air. Alright. So you eventually cajole Lich Flare enough that he decides to pull over at the torch to allow you to refuel and get oxygen and food and so forth. The trappings of mortality. Yes, which he does not suffer anymore. Neither does his quarry. Uh, And he rants and raves the entire time about how inconvenient it is and how ungrateful you are and how this is all very silly because his quarry does not rest and neither do you. What is his quarry again? Uh, Undead. He's an undead hunter who turned himself undead. Generic undead or is he seeking somebody? Just undead in general. Currently his mission is to return his library books to the Rock and Brawl. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Paul, you just sent S into the group chat. Did I? Yeah. Librarians also don't rest. They yes, librarians <laughs> vicious They're creatures. creatures. <laughs> um, Guess I'm not cool enough to know your code. But he basically <laughs> says that you're making him inefficient at his task because his quarry does not rest, so he must pursue that. Um, but he eventually acquiesces, okay, whatever, living people. <laughs> and he pulls over at the torch, which you see now in your viewport uh, is a literal torch some miles wide, miles high. It is humongous. Um, probably in some ways smaller than what you're used to for landing at stations for air and restocking. Uh, but certainly still large enough to contain its own atmosphere. Nice. And uh, you descend down to the torch, which you see... <clears throat> like it's actually, like, there's a huge flaming... It's more of a sculpture. It looks oh, like okay. uh, maybe broke off of an enormous statue, like a planet-sized statue or... Um, you've been around. Damn you all the hell! Everybody can give me a history check. I've been uh, studying that archaeology book like every moment I get. Oh, is that a disadvantage? Uh, it is. Just light reading. More eleven. And I rolled. I rolled a four. I a also five. rolled an eleven. So those of you with elevens you haven't traveled. This is probably why you don't know this. Um, Every once in a while, there are stranger things out in space. Old gods that have died, their shells inhabited by other creatures, 
Um, you know that some creatures, in particular the Gith, are known to do this, where they'll inhabit the dead, like the long dead corpse of an ancient titan or an ancient deity. And it's possible it's that, but it looks quite stationary. Um, more just it's a sculpted torch, like a lit torch with maybe a hand around the bottom, broken off maybe about here. So it literally is the hand of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, you can imagine it's literally that, and indeed it's the same color. It's got a greenish patina to it. Um, it appears to be a metallic creation. Uh, as you near it, and there are extensions of docking ramps and such that extend off one side, <coughs> uh, with holes drilled into the side of the torch where it's clear that you are meant to dock your vessels. Alright, Mega Maid. <laughs> Take us in. You, uh, Lich Flair brings you in. He explains to you that uh, you go do the things you need to do, and he's going to study his spell book and try to remember how to be a wizard. Um, he also spent some time doing uh, druid magic, so he's trying to remember how to do that. He's not very good at it now that he's undead, and he's still brushing the dust off in a literal and figurative he's, way. He's the nature boy. He is the nature boy. <laughs> oh, he's got druid magic, too? Yep. Oh, okay. <clears throat> he's a druid wizard lich. Hmm. He's a weird guy. Uh, and he descends onto the docking ramps, where uh, you find your ship is immediately clamped down. Uh, maybe it's a feature of the fact that this vessel, uh, or this, well, a vessel too, but the torch itself quite small, so the amount of gravity that it's generating out here is quite light. And uh, they come out with these big clamps and <laughs> you see it's actually two iron golems that come out <laughs> neat, clamp it down. And you step out onto the ramp, the three of you, with your supplies and your wealth. Such as it is. Yeah. And uh, you see that standing on the foot of the ramp is uh, a Hobgoblin wearing epaulets and like a military jacket and a number of pins and ribbons and buttons and hanging medals and he looks like a, like a North Korean kind of like excessive amounts of medals for yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, and Too he's big for his head. Yes, <laughs> he is joined on one side by a creature of wood and metal uh, that appears to be about nine feet high. It's got uh, like maybe black obsidian or something, some sort of gem uh, around its eyes, like a visor. And it's uh, bedecked in gold filigree and large plates of uh, etched mithril and uh, some type of woody substance. Clearly it's got like a grain of wood for the vast majority of the, the shape and mm. texture of the body. Uh, but it's, it's an absolutely humongous creature, and you don't realize it's a creature at first because it's standing stock still. But then as you near this hobgoblin with all of his medals and, you know, this thing sees you near, it sort of, like, edges a little closer to the hobgoblin. <coughs> ah, he's a bodyguard. And uh, everybody who is paying attention to such things. Who's trained in perception? Not it. Nobody. Nope. Nobody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't notice anything. Um, let's see, that's right. I wrote down your passive perceptions, and yours is the only one even tolerable. <laughs> Way too exciting for this moment. <laughs> that will be too. But it really wants to fight these right it now. It really wants you to fight these guys. <laughs> so they kill you and yeah, right. <laughs> chuck our corpses into space. <clears throat> the hobgoblin uh, looks to see which one of you is the leader. Um, does anybody step forward? All right. <laughs> Yo, dude. <laughs> What's up? You look real like fancy and stuff. Yes, quite. <laughs> Welcome to the torch. I trust you're familiar with the rules. Rules? He looks over, he rolls his eyes at the construction. 
And the creature looks back down and just completely impassive face. You don't think he can even change its facial expressions. He turns back and he, he sort of... Very well. You are to pay Lord Iwix's air tax immediately. Waste no time. Do not dally. You also are welcome to purchase any of our stock of supplies. Food and water will be yours if you can pay the appropriate price. Until such time as you've paid the tax, and he sort of grasps uh, like a medallion that hangs out just barely over his uniform, and there's a shimmering wall, this void right behind you that obscures the ship slightly. It's got this sort of like grayish, uh, like the fill of a bubble. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> until such time as you've paid the appropriate tax, your ship will be under lockdown. Mm. In addition, you will check in your weapons at the base of the ramp. Mm. And how much is this tax? <laughs> Depends on how much air you take with you. But a ship that size can't take much air. He looks and he says, I don't control the prices. <laughs> I simply asked what they were. You'll find out soon enough. Hmm. Well then, let's find out what it is we owe. Alright. Hail Ming. <laughs> Hail Ming. Uh, yeah, you, uh, so Gavin, you being the only arcane-oriented person of a sorts, uh, recognize uh, quite a lot of what just went down arcane-wise behind you. Mm -hmm. This appears to have been some sort of a precast spell that was built into uh, this hobgoblin's amulet. Um, while you're staring at the amulet trying to get a good gauge of what the hell it actually does, you do catch that he's wearing a nameplate that says uh, Gendu on it. G-E-N-D-U. Gendu. And uh, it appears to have been a number of precast, um, fairly low-level magic, honestly. It's a lot of things that you yourself may have wielded in the past or no individuals who may have wielded. Um, basic spells like alarms and like basic warding spells and like really low-grade stuff. But a whole bunch of them front-loaded into one casting, so it looks very dramatic when, you, when everything lights up like a Christmas tree. And uh, he turns around and sort of staggers off. And Wartown, yes. as they are departing, uh, you do catch as the light reflects on the chest cavity of this uh, robot, for lack mm. of a better term. Uh, it actually is wearing a brass nameplate right, right on the chest okay. that just says Law. Law. Uh, all right, so where is, where is the tax collector then? So he gestures as he's walking away, and you sort of see him point down, and there's uh, an L-shaped turn at the end of the ramp. By the time you get down to the ramp, these two are gone. And uh, you see that there are, in fact, a number of, like, collection stations and such uh, looking to acquire your wealth. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you descend down the ramp, you see one of them flag you over. He appears to be some sort of a scribe. Um, little haggard-looking. Little uh, bag under the eyes kind of thing. Uh, creases in the forehead. Uh, ink on his hands, that sort of thing. He says, yes, yes. Come hither. I approach him. Alright, so, you are here to acquire food, water, and air, is that correct? Yes. And do you have what was discussed? Uh, I, I was told there was some price to pay, although we were not given the amount. So the creature, then. Do you have it? The creature. The creature? I think you might have mistaken our ship for a different ship. I see, I see. Okay, very well. For the envelope of air surrounding your vessel, we will acquire the sum of 8,450 gold pieces. Uh, I'm 
a little short. Uh-huh. So, we'll yeah, I was going to say, we have 3,250 gold pieces value in fensible goods. That's nowhere near 8,000. We got a lot of stolen shit. <laughs> uh, let's, let's discuss this creature. It's known to be one that exists in two places at once. Oh. It was originally on the ship. Uh, I would have met by now you guys have probably kicked the corpses into space yeah. rather than hung out with the corpses. Yeah, yeah, we're not, uh, we're not uh, Josh's character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, this is real weird, but, uh, can, like, I write you an IOU? He just sort of looks down. No. No, you, you, you can't. I, very well. You'll need to perform services for Lord Iwix. What type of services does he require? He gestures all around at the surface of the torch, which has this sort of weird light green patina on it, and he says, The fields must be tended, for it is our crop. It is the source of our oxygen and supplies. We are always in need of more farmers. And how much farming must one do to work off an 8,000 gold piece debt? He says, you may be here for a while. You may see several drawings. Drawings? He looks at you with disbelief, like, how do you not know about this? And he says, Lord Iwix demands the price of those who would stay here. Let's keep the population low so that the air envelope is not completely consumed. And what do these drawings entail? Well, we host a lottery. The name that is drawn is brought to Lord Iwix's palace. For what purpose? Thankfully, I do not know. I don't like the sounds of farming until I'm picked to be a lamb for the slaughter. But, like, our ship's, like, stuck on the docks? And I don't think we can, like, get it back right now. Do we have another choice? I mean, I don't think so. Like, what? we could try to, like, take it back because, like, they're stealing it from us. So if we steal it from them, then it's still ours. That's Why don't we just give them half of what's in the hold of our ship and just say, we're going to leave right now. Just give them half. We may have already taken on some air. We'll just say, we'll just, we'll find another place. The place is creepy. It's creepy. It's creepy. What if we give him the half and he reneges on his part of the bargain? Then we are broke and stuck here as farmers forever. This is bad. This is very bad. Could we purchase enough air with 3,000 gold pieces to get to the next station? Since your vessel has already taken on 8,400 gold pieces worth of air. Take it back. Here. I believe we are. Very well. I suppose we will farm. He uh, craps like a rake or something and hands it to you. Oh, right now, huh? We're we're all pretty exhausted from having no air on our ship. 
Maybe tomorrow? He pulls it out to you, doesn't respond. Okay, I, I will I will come back with this rake tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he gestures at your maw. Oh, uh, I'm a holy man. This is my holy symbol. So, whatever religion you worship, it is not recognized here. Well, I unsling my ball and... <laughs> uh, and he looks over at your bow staff and gives a little smirk. He doesn't seem to give a shit about that. Doesn't really impact him at all. And does Gavin carry any weapons? I just have daggers hidden in rope. I don't give a fuck about them. You know? <laughs> in, in your room carry position? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I... I don't know if humans have rune holsters. <laughs> They're twice as long, actually. <laughs> But but more slender. Hmm. It's more of a stiletto holster than it is a. And with a smaller beard. <laughs> I mean, you can carry a dagger anywhere you want as long as you have high pain tolerance. <laughs> and a lot of blood. Uh, yeah, if you are obscuring your daggers, they don't like pat you down or anything. They're basically looking for anything obvious, like a maul or. I'm a, a mousy sword. looking dude. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, they don't really expect you to be a weapon yeah. user. Am uh, I proficient in rake? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> You're Let the liberation begin. You're a proficient in all, Marshall. Am I proficient in ho? <laughs> <laughs> Just bitches, I'm afraid. <laughs> bitches and hoes. That's right. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. All right. <clears throat> you are sort of checked in at the gates. They take your weapons. Um, they do, for what it's worth, get an accurate description of you and your name, and they uh, keep your items uh, under lock and key with an appropriate... Amount of imperial. It's oddly appropriate. Yes. <laughs> he is altering the deal. Frankie does not alter it any further. Uh, but he does uh, lock up your item with uh, some amount of care, uh, as though you may retrieve it someday, or as though he may sell it, or so he could sell it when you're dead. <laughs> like right here. Oh yeah, they so lock you it up know like, where it is. Yeah, so. it's it's near your vessel. Your nuclear vessel. <clears throat> your nuclear vessel. Um. You are allowed entry into the torch proper, which is a miserable place. Mm. Uh, you find that the downtrodden comprise 99% of the population here. Uh, and indeed, that you see immediately upon walking in, uh, you are confronted by uh, a number of individuals who appear to be laying on the ground, suffering the extreme depths of dehydration. Uh, skin sort of wrinkled and leathery, stretched over their faces, and... Um, sort of laying there sort of immobile as they are unable to pay the fee for fresh water. Uh, and it takes maybe five minutes before you see a number of farmers who apparently were too tired to work being beaten by hot goblin thugs. I don't like this place. I don't like it either, dude. Like, this is real weird. There is a food vendor who appears to be charging roughly 80 gold per day of rations. Oh my god. Jesus. So basically the cost to support yourself is so high that you'll never work off your debt. That is exactly what their business model seems to be. To let it town. We need to break out of here. We need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Prison riot? Almost certainly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right now. That's it, we're rioting right now. We're right after now before we're too weak. <laughs> you call us a sucker, right? 
I'll show you, I'll suck it <laughs> Okay, that might be a little preemptive, Amazon Prime. <laughs> thanks, thanks for chipping in. <laughs> if you ever done it, the NSA is listening to your every word. <laughs> Apparently, our spell jammer campaign is a matter of national security. is <laughs> 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 ready to go. <laughs> that couldn't have been more perfect. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah, I, I think we all are in agreement that we're immediately planning how to overthrow this place. At the very least, we're escaping, and, but optimally, we're, we're liberating this place. So what else do we see in lines of guards? Is it just hobgoblins? Are there more of these constructs? Is there anything that we can kind of glean from... Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, it sounds like we're going to allow some time to pass, a little bit of time, before we set up for this riot. Yes, although I don't want to wait too long, because we've already got one level of exhaustion, and we can't afford to eat. Okay. Uh, there are a number of things that you do see uh, as you navigate through the torch. The torch is in a maze of sorts. It's mostly flat surfaces on the outer shell, uh, with some number of hovels and merchant stalls issued within, uh, literally built onto the walls on the opposite side. And uh, seems to have a unique uh, gravity field, air envelope, whatever you wish to call it, in that when you walk on the outside, you adhere to the outer shell. When you walk on the inside, you adhere <coughs> to the inside of the torch without falling in the empty space below. Hmm. It also has the unusual effect of anywhere you're standing, if you look up, you can see people on the opposite side of the torch. Hmm. Neat. Um, there's not a lot of, um, there's like some various clouds of moisture and things like that. Um, maybe the occasional issuance of some type of gas, so that seems very infrequent, given the amount of damage it causes to their air envelope. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, there's very little particulate in the air, so even though you know the station's at least a couple miles long, from the top of the torch to the base of the wrist, even if you're standing on one side, you can see the other side. And uh, that's where you find yourselves now. Uh, you are able to get an amount of gruel after your first few hours of effort. Mm. It's a thin, uh, sort of mold-flavored gruel. It's, it's grueling. It's literally harvested from the gunk that grows on the copper surface of the torch. That's disgusting. Um, appears to be... And I eat worms. <laughs> so you, you know I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you are a connoisseur of fine food. <laughs> fine gross shit. <laughs> it's not quite quinoa, but it's still pretty gross. Ah, <laughs> uh, quinoa's gross. <laughs> uh, but you get a chance to sort of settle in a little bit uh, and get to work and understand what your actual job responsibilities here are if you were to fall into the same trap as everyone else, uh, which is largely taking whatever amounts of water they give you to issue to the patina and sort of grow it up like a carpet. Mm -hmm. Sort of this thicker kind of reedy uh, growths that issue forth from it. And you find that they are uh, a giant chia torch. Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. yeah. And you find that they are in some ways more. <coughs> First off, they consume more water than the workers do. And secondly, it does have the, like, the, especially the taller parts, the tendency to grasp boots and feet and tug. Mm. It has some sort of, like, not sentient, perhaps, but definitely like a, a fly trap level. Of yeah, there's, yeah, there's a malign yeah. part of it um, that is dangerous for the workers as well. And you're in here with a rake, you know, trying to, like, basically comb this chia pet of the torch mm -hmm. as it's trying to grab the rake out of your hand or grab your feet and pull you over. And mm -hmm. At one point, you do see a farmer who actually gets grabbed and toppled over. And it goes around the top of the head and just tugs him down in. And you can hear... Oh, God. And he is now fertilizer. Yeah, this place is awful. 
Tritherion would want me to burn this place to its roots. That seems quite likely. Yes. Uh, However, if you choose to take it, you are issued a long rest, and you can relieve yourself of your exhaustion. And just in general. (laughs) More fertilizer. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I think we are all needing of a long rest before we start a a planet-wide prison riot. Yeah, that sounds good. Do we have to pay for it? Uh, Yeah, they'll put it on your tab. Gonna extend your working time by three and a half years. Don't don't worry, our tab's never getting paid. We're either gonna die here or we're gonna escape. Either way, we're not paying these fuckers a, a single <laughs> one red cent. <laughs> That's copper. Oh. Copper's sort of reddish. Doesn't matter if I'm not paying it. True. True. <laughs> I'm paying it in blood. That's why it's red. That seems fair. <laughs> uh, over the course of this rest, you know you're forced to bunk up with a number of other workers. Uh, some of them are in the same unfortunate circumstances as you having basically been bamboozled by stopping for air and then realizing the tax is way more than the air they took on already. Yep. Um, some of them appear to have been natives here. There's actually generations of people who have managed to survive working the patina on the torch. Uh, and apparently Lord Iwix was not always the leader here. He sort of uh, adopted the place from a previous warlord uh, who had used it as like a bandit's base of operations. Mm. And apparently this Iwix guy is a pretty bad dude um, both in the sense that he obviously is without scruples having the place operate like this, yep. um, but also he's known to experiment on the individuals who uh, cause him consternation. And so a number of times they talk about how the lottery is actually rigged to yep. eliminate the people that he does not wish to uh, have freely among his location. Um, Come on! Prison riot! Let's go! <laughs> how have you not killed everyone yet? God damn it! Um, you do happen to see, as you're milling about, because they do have you go from different sections of the city, they don't like having any individual groups of prisoners work together for long periods of time. Uh, and they are marching you from one side to the other, and you see something that catches your eye, which is another vessel worth of individuals has arrived, and these don't appear to be paying a tax. Uh, and you see at the forefront of their group is a woman wearing uh, a pressed naval uniform, an elven woman wearing a uniform of the elven navy and she appears to be a woman of rank, maybe a captain. Or... Nobody we recognize from being picked up by that elven ship last night, right? Uh, you can give me a history check. Okay. So, uh, we're not at disadvantage anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Eight. No, you don't recognize her. Um, but she appears to be walking with a retinue, maybe an honor guard or some sort of uh, hangers-on, and she appears to be on some sort of diplomatic mission. And, uh, you get enough uh, insight of where she's going to see that she is indeed headed to the palace, which, again, you can see basically the entire torch from any spot inside, and the palace stands out because it's almost a quarter of the area in this place. Mm. And that is clearly where this mysterious Lord Iwix makes his lair, um, and presumably where his finest attendants, including Gendu the Hobgoblin, bunk up at night. Got it. All right, so there's a diplomat. Could be used as a hostage, I suppose. Uh, we should uh, we should focus on liberating the water supply first. That would give the workers here a needed boost if they are to fight their oppressors, and also give the uh, local guards something to focus on. We can circumvent them, get to the palace. Cool. Do we know where the water is? They must pipe it in from somewhere. You haven't seen any water supplies. Hmm. Okay, we have to be on the lookout for the water. 
So it sounds like we're doing some uh, data collection before we start a riot. Yeah. 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 Which sounds oh, okay. to me like a skill challenge. Or oh, oh, I, yeah, oh, we can boy. do those. Yeah. I have skills. I'm challenged. You're challenged? I'm challenged. <laughs> Deeply. <laughs> True words, never spoken. So how are we doing this? Uh, it is going to be at least two rounds. Okay. We'll find out how well that goes for you. All right. Um, you have the lay of the land. You know that you are being brought from place to place. You're being separated at times from any given individual to work the patina fields, mm -hmm. inside and outside. It actually coats both sides. Gotcha. Uh, and in fact, there are uh, some sort of magical sensors on either side of the torch that issue forth sacred flame spells to slowly turn and rotate the torch through space mm -hmm. so that no individual side is always facing starlight. Gotcha. It sort of spins it around. Um, it sort of gives it a nice even coating of this thickened carpet of murder moss. And um, <coughs> as you continue to make successes, I will tell you what you find. Excellent. Well, I will start. Um, I have a pretty good survival role, so I'm going to start just uh, as I'm working the fields, trying to trying to figure out you know which which side of the the field is more moist to see if I can track where the water's flowing in from. Okay. Um, just really squishing it down with my boot. Or my talon. And it's bad. It's nine. It's very bad. It's very bad. Uh, what you discover is that you don't believe that it is receiving the moisture from a natural source. Hmm. It must be brought here in between shifts. Okay. Who is next? Uh, I am going to try to sort of stealthily work my way away from where I've been... Uh, dropped, assigned, okay. or whatever, just yeah. sort of doing like the raking and walking backwards thing. And <coughs> nothing to see here, just a giant turtle. Yeah. Oh, I sh I'll give you guidance. I should have given myself guidance. Roll an extra d4 with your okay. check. Everybody gets guidance except for me because I was too stupid to remember to put it out there. Uh, well, you're war talent, so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Not known for his brilliance, that word. No, no. So I'm going to try to see if there's any like little places I can maneuver myself into. Maneuver. Mm -hmm. Get hung up with the minutia. But uh, that's not going to make it, but I have inspiration. So okay. Wait. That's only slightly better. <laughs> uh, that's 11 and 13. Probably not appropriate, huh? What was your total? Thirteen. Uh, Thirteen is not great. Um, you actually get drawn into one of these brawls with the farmers and hobgoblin slaves. Uh. Or the hobgoblins and farmer slaves. There we go. Words are hard. Um, they see you trying to get away and you get a rough shove from behind. Mm -hmm. And they sort of corral you into the number of the other workers. And they make you and the other workers suffer for your transgression. They Making friends. Try to turn you against your your cohorts here, and uh, they kick you to the ground and start beating the hell out of you. You're gonna lose one of your hit dice. Oof. It's good. It's good. They make a display of beating the hell out of you. They do it with gusto. Yeah, they enjoy what they do. Their work pleases them. Uh, and you hear something about um, being fed to that which shambles. I'm not sure what that means. Cool. Hmm. Great. Gavin. Hi. Can you save the day from these two idiots? 
shakes the magic eight ball. <laughs> Surface says is no. Okay, is it worth saving at this point? Um, <laughs> okay, so the first thing I'm going to do, first thing I'm going to do is uh, try to get a better lay of the land. Um, so I've got Streetwise. Okay. Um, and what I want to try to do, um, so I have that city secrets ability, and what I want to, you know, which lets me. Um, find passages that others might miss and whatnot. So I'm going okay. to try to see if I can get the lay of the land of this place to see if there's other places, other paths to like get from point A to point B that may not be either guarded or maybe quicker than what the normal path is and whatever else. Something like a good sell and a useful thing to make it work, so uh, roll advantage. Nice. And do I have guidance, right? D4? Yes. Getting crazy. No streetwise. There it is. I'll read my own shitty writing. That is a huge number. That's uh, 24. <laughs> and Gavin remains the only useful member of this party. <laughs> well, some things never change. <laughs> um, with Gavin's absolutely humongous role, Fight Star Prison Riot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you actually discover a few things. One is, absolutely, there are paths through the streets that the guards are not patrolling as readily. And you realize that the guard contingent is actually very small. Um, they probably are only able to manage the number of individuals in this prison tour. <coughs> uh, because everyone is starving and dehydrated, so whenever there would be a, a fight, they just sort of beat up everybody who's already kind of tired and sick. Okay. Uh, and they easily win those fights. Uh, kind of a not fair brawl to begin with. The other thing that you find is um, the station appears to curate people who work larger than their profile. And by that I mean... Um, they need burly workers to work the fields, but they actually wind up with an inordinate number of dwarves and halflings because they're inherently smaller and nice. breathe air slower. Okay. And uh, it seems that large creatures get phased out pretty quickly. Okay. This bodes well for us. Yes. Okay. Um, Which may help because um, there's all these side passages that are smaller and they'll be easier to true move from side A to side B and do all this other shit. And people... Big bird people with the wings this and shit. This song is perfect for this. I'll put it on repeat for a while. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, Thank you for DJing again, by the way. Of course. Sorry, I'm sorry I haven't organized my playlist better. I don't care. Um, yeah, actually, I could ditch my breastplate and fly, and then I could actually like fly up high enough that the gravity shifts and I could land on the other side. Easily. Is that is that within casting distance? How far away is that? It's uh, at its longest point, it's like three miles well, okay, well, side that's, to side. that's probably farther, yeah. At its thinnest points, I mean, like, it tapers at the wrist and it tapers at the tip of the torch, so a couple feet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the average depth is probably more like a mile. Okay. So I could, but not, I wouldn't be able to stay in combat. No. Okay, all right. But I can still fly, which is cool. It is important to be able to do that. Yes. And you know what? A breastplate's probably not appropriate for farming anyway, so I guess I will just hide that someplace. Okay. Yeah, you can stash it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm now completely naked except for a loincloth. And a smirk. Um, a bad attitude. Some feathers. <laughs> Alright, so we still have no idea where the water comes from. I don't from. know if we would see a bird's genitalia anyway. No. Oh, trust me. You'll see it. You, you can see it from space. My god, he's got three drumsticks. That's a weird one. <laughs> yep, I said it. You'll smell it before you see it. <laughs> Chris. Alright, uh, we're back around the table. What do you got? Oh, jeez, not much. Um, first of all, I'm going to remember to guidance myself. Um, alright, uh, I have pretty good, uh, persuasion. Um, I'm going to start working next to somebody who looks like they may have been here for a while. Okay. And try to, you know, without 
making it overt that we're talking, I'm gonna start uh, asking him about, uh, you know, has, has there ever ever been any problem with the workers rising up, and where do you get the water, and trying to get him to share some information. Okay. Uh, that's not too bad. That is a 16. 16's actually pretty good. Um, what you get is that this individual has been here for a while. Um, several years, in fact, survived. <clears throat> the water uh, is apparently brought here physically from another location. I don't know if it's on the torch or not. Um, but they have heard rumors that uh, certain clerics will do stints of time here. And it is create known that some spells. clerics can cast create water. Right. Um, so it may be that that's what's going down. Uh, you also hear word that uh, a number of clerics have arrived recently. Uh, although they don't appear to be here on shift, they appear to be part of this diplomatic whatever you saw earlier with uh, the captain of the Elven Navy. Gotcha. Who was apparently meeting with Lord Iwix or one of his retinue. Now, the elves in this setting, they wouldn't give two shits about this level of degradation, right? Some of them might. I mean, yeah. just like adventurers, there are good ones and bad ones, but it's primarily a very stoic, um, kind of racist organization, where mm -hmm. if you're not elven, it's not really any of their deal. Are there elves working in the field? Uh, you don't see any. Mm. Hmm. Okay. All right, so so much for overtaking the source of water. This is going to be problematic. Seems like that might be tricky. I wish I knew how to create food or water. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. That would be handy. Not my jam, though. Some would say you're currently using create food by farming the patina. Well, some would be wrong. Well, damn. I'm not doing a very good job. Well, that's true. I've created literally nothing since I've been here except for problems. <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? Oh, you got an idea, Kay? Or? No, I'm debating okay. what, of, what out of my sort of useless fighter skills are going to be able to help me. You never know. So now it's my turn to fail horribly. Okay, I'm ready for it. So um, I want to find something to steal. Okay. Are these guards carrying keys? Is there any sort of... I don't know if I really want to go for that medallion because he seems like a, a major badass. Mm -hmm. But is there Actually, anything else? Huh? That's his rank, his major badass. Major <laughs> badass. Yeah, okay. Is that a lieutenant dipshit? Um, <laughs> or Captain Obvious. <laughs> um, so I don't know if there's keys or if there's... Uh, I don't know what... I'm just looking around for anything... You know, do the guards, you know, is there a key card they swipe? I mean, is there anything that's going on that, that I may be able to lift that would help? Red key required. Us do this. Actually, uh, yes, there is. As you <coughs> are navigating through the alleyways, <coughs> finding yourself distanced from the groups of actual workers, uh, and sort of finding ways to elude the guards as it is, you do see that the gates of Iwix's palace, there is another shimmering field, much like the one that separated you from your ship. And all the hobgoblins you see coming and going, are wearing some sort of a big gaudy ring, and you suspect that it enables them to make it through the shield. Mm. Oh, they're wearing this ring now. Yeah. Do they take it off to take a dump or anything? No. <laughs> take they it off to like, take a shower. How, to, like, how do you shower? imagine a hobgoblin takes a dump? Right in his face. And if he doesn't take his ring off, it might shoot out the space with it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
So I could just straight up try to slide a hand up, but that seems a little weak. So what I think I'm going to do... I'd like to couple it with me using my um, shadowy... Uh, uh, we went through this before, right? Can intimidate. Oh, yeah. Intimidation skill is kind of getting in their heads yeah, and kind yeah. of being kind of creepy. Dun, 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 and sort of dun. use that to gain a little edge to maybe grab his ring because maybe he wants to get away from... You know, if I succeed, maybe he wants to get away from me and maybe that's my chance to maybe yoink it or something. I don't know. I'm kind of making this up. Okay, no, no, that's fine. Um, so you are, at this point, geographically distanced from Wartown. Yes. Which means you will not be the recipient of his guidance. That's fine. Uh, you may go ahead and give me that roll. It's going to be a bit higher of a DC, because these guys are used to people trying to find them to make them. So. Ooh. <laughs> Eek! And a oh, mega flow. That's a seven. <laughs> you come up all black guy like dun 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 dun. This hot water just grabs you in the face and pushes you. In. That's probably like. <laughs> uh, before we decide to make that cannon, does anybody want to spend their uh, inspirations? I have none. I got nothing. Um, I have none. I saw some. All right. Yeah. And then exactly that's what happens. <laughs> you come out to try and be spooky, and he's just pff, back to the fields runt. <laughs> Can I grab it while he pushes me? Uh, let's try to make the roll disadvantage because you failed. That's going to be a slight hand. Yep. That's a big failure. Okay. My dice are really ass. Last time they were rocking in this game. Yeah. Now they're ass. When you, uh, when you go to try to reach for it, he gives you a big boot to the face. Um, that boot causes eight points of bludgeoning damage. Ow. And when he knocks you down to the turf, uh, you can definitely feel like you hit your head. You might even be concussed. Uh, am I on the grass? Or am I on, like, regular path? You're on a regular path. Okay, good. You are not uh, being be, eaten by the ground yet. I don't want to be, yeah. yeah. I don't want to be ground food. No, you're not ground food yet. You're not yet fertilizer. Speaking of fertilizer, Bosh. Uh, I'm real dumb. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but adorable. <laughs> uh, Bosh has decided that his, his contribution is to be the best farmer there ever was. <laughs> So he's going to use his awesome athletics to just, like, start digging up the moss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're playing a prison ride. She's, she's, she's settling down. <laughs> so that is E12. Perhaps a little bit overly aggressive in your raking of the moss, you actually rip some of it off the copper. Good. Uh, which causes the guards to get very upset with you. Less good. <laughs> uh, and you were also going to get booted by a hobgoblin. <laughs> Please enjoy this eight points of bludgeoning hobgoblin damage. Mm. Hobgoblin is the damage type. Hot bludgeoning hobgoblin. Yep. If you have resistance to bludgeoning, it's not good enough, because you also need to have resistance to hobgoblin. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to draw a little patina field here. Uh, we've got this sort of... This is sort of an outcropping. It's higher elevation. You're in sort of a valley here where it's, uh, it's sort of this looking... Sort of this mess. Uh, the actual space to fight the battle will be about yay big. So this is a recess with a higher ground and higher ground. And uh, there's actually... Looks like something that's sort of uh, peeking up out of the moss here. Might be part of the uh, the torch, the interior. Maybe a support beam or something that's bent inward with age. Hmm. Basically, it's a big piece of rusty metal that's sticking straight up. Okay. It appears to be pretty sharp, so if you kick somebody onto it, it's probably awesome. Oh, neat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in addition to that, up on the high ground here, there's actually uh, a tenement that appears to have been abandoned. Uh, actually, I'm going to draw this a little bit different because I want it to be more like a, like a tent. 
uh, like a ten- tenement, whatever this looks like. A tentament. Tentament. Tentacles. The new tentament. The new tentament. <laughs> Actually, it's the old tentament. And uh, the three of you are in here, wherever you like to be, place yourselves. You're farming the land, as it were. Uh, all squares are difficult terrain. Okay. And you can see this dude's up on the top with a whip. How high is the higher platforms? Seven feet. Okay. So he's whipping down upon us? Yeah, he's got like a 15-foot whip. Gotcha. And how high is this carpet of uh, vegetation? Uh, at any given point, it's between an inch and maybe six inches. Oh, okay, so it's very shallow. Yeah. All right, this is like new growth? Mm-hmm. And where, in relation to where we are, is this uh, monster that eats people? You're not real sure about the monster's specifics. You've heard people whisper about it, but you haven't actually seen it yet. Okay. But currently, there's just this one guy, and the three of you happen to work in the field in the same spot today. Hmm. All right, so we, we have a plan, and the plan is just basically to visit violence upon those who would wrong us, yes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Seems violent. You're bad people. And you should no, we're them. good people. We're fighting bad people. Yeah. This and is what good people do. This is what heroes do. Currently, you're breaking the law. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm neutral good. So sometimes you gotta break the law to be the law. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Deep. Lich Flair gets a bone because <laughs> he's a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's just awful. Uh, <laughs> Finish right. the rolls, you doofuses. And uh, this dude with the whip is a hobgoblin, yes? What's up? This dude with the whip is a hobgoblin? He's a hobgoblin. He himself is not wearing a ring, but this is where we're going to start the uh, encounter. Well, he can go die in a fire, or a patch of moss, as it may be. In case. My initiative is a 15. A 15 for war talent. I have an 18.